Blog Talk Radio.
in the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, one and only true Lord, and Amen, we trust, as the Republic of Mentalists, the real 144,000 being gathered in this day and time, the Mentalists, the Amen race, the Bright race. Good evening, I'm your host, the intellectual Nubim Minkari, and this is Mental Egg Radio, and tonight we're going to be discussing why black people are nothing but 2D characters in the 3D world of white people. I told you all before that white people started these characterizations, characterizations, our people, right? Blackface, right? Black uh, images in these cartoons and movies, basically derogatory images, images that they created, right? And said, this is how so-called black people are. This is what they witnessed amongst so-called black people. They were going for producing a stereotype. A lot of focus was given and pushed on creating a stereotype for black people, our so-called black people, to follow. It was meant to them, for them to follow as a form of programming. Right? You can see in the society, people have went out of their way to damage the image of so-called black people, even just calling them black people, Right? People went out of their way to try and, you know, stomp down and, as they say, punch down on so-called black people, right? Because when you do things like this, that is meant to produce a weaker strand of something. When you beat down on something, let's just say you're chiseling down a diamond, you're chiseling down and breaking down, a, you know, tenderizing some um, meat, you know, that you're going to eat. You hit it and you beat it down, you beat it and you beat it until you soften it, right? The whole point is to soften it. This is why you abuse it. Even when people abuse, when a man man abuses a woman, he's trying to soften her, he's trying to weaken her, or vice versa, a woman abuses a man. The whole point is when you beat down on people, when you, you know, use all kind of degenerate and derogatory um, derogatory uh, uh, and degenerate images of people. You're trying to soften these people up. You're trying to convert them into something that you feel comfortable being around. You want to you want to create a people that you feel comfortable being around or having in your presence. That's the creation of the so-called black race. See, because prior to that. Prior to that, we were a strong, proud people, and you could see it in us, and you could you see it in our in our in our resolve and things like that. We are strong and stern people, man. Very strong, right? Very resilient people. Why? Because we are the only real people here on earth. The only real people that were projected from on high, and that reality says it for itself in how people treat you. Like I said, people hate up. They don't hate down, right? And when people hate on you, their whole point is to bring you down or beneath their level. That's the whole point, to keep you down and beneath their level. Because, again, everybody knows, and I told you all this before, the only ones who don't know who you are are you so-called black people. Everybody else sees you as a race of supreme beings, whether you know it or not. I'm telling you how everybody sees you, white, Asian, East Indian, I don't care who it is, they all see you 
as a race of supreme beings, a race of incredible beings. And that bothers them that you can have all of that incredible power within you, that incredible energy, and you know, and all that incredible being with you in your presence. This is what people see when they look at you. They can lie and say, oh, they disgusted by you. They can lie and talk about, oh, you, you know, they, they don't like you and they can't stand your people. Okay, but my thing is this. Why do you take any energy to even think about whether you like or dislike our people or not? Because nine times out of ten, so-called black people are not going to be interacting with everybody else. They'll interact mostly with their own kind. And they don't really, so-called black people don't bother white people. They don't bother them. But number one, they're too scared to bother white people, number one. And number two, like I said, they worship the image of the beast, just like they worship all these other races of people. They don't bother these people. So why do you hate these people so much? Because you want to make sure that they fit within a small frame of what it is that you are comfortable with about these people. So what do they do? They start to stereotype you, right? Stereotypical, uh, made-up, you know, attributes about people, things you want to attribute to people so that you can, you know, marginalize and minimalize those people, right? Why do you think they come up with terms like, the majority over here and the minority over here. Every time it was minority, it was always pointed at you, meaning that you're minor people. That is the mind of people who want to condense you into a two-dimensional image, a two-dimensional image. They want to think of you as simple-minded people. In Hollywood, there was um, well, I don't know if y'all ever caught this, but it was these Caucasian writers who used to write all of this you know, uh, how, how black people talk and whatnot, and Ebonics and, you know, and talking with a, with a, um, a country accent. Uh, basically, you know, you can't understand black people. Like, basically making fun of how black people talk. And you have a lot of articulate so-called black people, a lot of articulate black people, black people but they wanted a simple-minded, un, uh, not a person who wasn't well-spoken, right, and they would write you like that. A lot of those Amos and Andy, I don't know if y'all remember this back in the days of elders, I remember Amos and Andy, that was white males making up and trying to sound like simple-minded black males in their mind, how you so-called black men sound. That was them trying to make up and act like you. So they were, in doing that, they were characterizing you, falsely characterizing you and, and you know, reducing you down to a two-dimensional simpleton. They were reducing you down to a two-dimensional simpleton, right? With no real level of intelligence, no real level of logic, no real level of rationale, just a simple-minded, two-dimensional idiot. Like they used to show that guy. And notice they paid this guy a lot of money for his time. Uh, the guy, uh, Stephen Fetchett, I think it was Stephen Fletcher, Stephen Fetchett, whatever his name is, them guys like that, Bucking their eyes out, you know. In Hollywood, those guys made a lot of money. Those guys made a lot of money in Hollywood. Rochester Anderson, Stephen Fetcher, them guys would buck their eyes out, right? Those guys made a lot of money, just acting like a bunch of idiots on the film. Because see, by them acting like idiots, 
by getting these be- these strong people, these strong, resilient, beautiful people to lessen and lower themselves, they made their white counterparts on the film look even better. That's why they did that. You see, they didn't want a so-called black man who was well-spoken, looking the white man in his eye, talking to him, because what that does is reduces the image of the so-called white man. It reduces his image. So what do they tell you? Oh, you know, you 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 talking too proper. They did that in slavery too. If you spoke too well in slavery, the slave master beat the hell out of you if you spoke too well. You had to speak like you were ignorant, or you couldn't. You were barely, you know, barely uh, a let. Um, what's the word I want to say? That you were barely. Um, uh, what's the word? Well, you, not that you weren't well spoken. I'll, I, the word will come to me. It's in the back of my mind. I'll look and see. But you had to speak like that. You see. You had to act a certain way, not legible, articulate. You see, you had to you you like I said, they didn't want you speaking articulate to them because see, whenever you speak a certain way, whenever you act a certain way that's out of the realm of how they feel you should be, out of the realm of your two dimensional mindset. Whenever you act outside of that character, it scares them, it frightens them. You see. When you look in them in the eye, you're not afraid of them because they expect you to look down when you're talking to them because because they think of you as a little child. They think of you as a dumb little child, simple-minded, big oaf, overgrown children, boys and girls, right? This is how they see you because it makes them feel good about themselves. It makes them feel like the adults. It makes them feel like the people in charge and whatnot, the people that's over you. See, because that's how the so-called white man feels himself and, and feels his power by what he can inflict upon you, not when, not when it, it comes to each other or the other races, but you. Why? Why are you a primary target? Because you are the strongest people on the earth, and it is a prize to them to be able to control your image, to be able to take down your image, to be able to take you down. That is a prize to them. That makes them feel superior because they know you truly are a supreme people. So if they have you as butlers, you so-called black men, if you in their house as butlers, you so-called black men in their house as maids, or you you, you being a nanny to their little brats, their little puppies, that makes them feel good because now they got a supreme being, someone who they know is supreme. They, they don't reduce you to being beneath them, being under them fitting within the two-dimensional realm of them, an image that they control. And if you don't act that way, sometimes they will try to invoke fear in you to get you to start acting like that again. That's how they did on the slave plantation. You niggas talking too good. But you know how to write. So you're supposed to be illiterate. You being illiterate makes them feel good. You not knowing how to read or write or do anything makes them feel good about themselves. See, because they are a bunch of self-loathing people. They are they are a people who have low self esteem deep down inside. So this is why they have to inflict or deflect their low self esteem upon you by reducing you to two dimensional beings. See, because that's what they were at one time upon the earth, and we had the mindset as three dimensional beings, breaking ourselves when we came from the fourth dimension. We saw ourselves as a people in the third dimension, and they were considered two dimensional beings, nothing but possessions. And I told you, they know that. The high up elites, they know the real history of how things used to be, how things really were. When our people were in rulership, 
and these people were walking around, these Caucasians, the rest of them were walking around, they head down, two-dimensional beings and whatnot in the ancient world, possessions of ours. You see, this is why they have such vitriol, such hate for you, because like I said, the so-called white man studies everything. He knows the history of his people, and he knows the history of your people, and he knows the history of everybody. Trust me, he got all the artifacts. He got all the pictures. He knows all the stories, the writings. He knows that our people are the descendants of the creator and that we went into creating the whole entire human race genetically, creating a whole human race that we were above and beyond as their lords on earth, as their gods, meaning those who gave laws and orders to govern the humans. That's how we became the gods on earth to these people, or the lords on earth to these people. So when they got the chance to take us down from our seat, when we allowed ourselves to come down, then they stepped up in our place. Then we turned around. We started worshiping them. We went into, uh, we went, we became possessions under them, owning us in slavery and all that. So they flipped it on us, like I said. And they want to make sure that it doesn't flip again. They want to make sure it doesn't flip again. So what do they have to do? They have to constantly, constantly keep this thing going. You see. They have to constantly keep this thing going. They have to constantly keep the two-dimensional image of you going. They have to create stereotypes about you to make them feel better about themselves and to program you to be within a certain image. You see? That's what they have to do. And like I said, they did it on they did it in slavery. They did it on they do it when they write like a lot of these characters you see in movies and, and, and television shows, that's Caucasian people. Zionist Caucasian Jews writing the image of you so called black people. You ain't it ain't black people writing those images. It ain't black people, it's white people writing those images. You see? That's that's white people writing the images for you. Rotating those same two dimensional images of you. You see, creating those same images around of you and, stereoty- and making it stereotypical and adding, adding and subtracting what they want you to be or what they tell, say you are. The whole thing about black people eating chicken and watermelon, you know, and all this other stuff, that's all stuff they made up. How do you stereotype of people for eating a certain kind of food? That's like saying, okay, Italian people eat spaghetti and meatballs and whatnot. You know, Irish people eat potatoes, things like, okay, but you don't make fun of people for eating food. Why do they make it, why do they have to try and make fun of and stereotype our people for eating certain kinds of food? Because they're trying to find anything to defame and push our image into a two-dimensional state to be lower or lesser. So they got to create all these things. Notice so-called black people got all the names in the world. We got all the racial, racist names in the world. Nigger, porch monkey, they think of, they sit up and think up names to call our people. Think about that. Porch monkey, uh, nigger, coon, sambo, all type. I can go on and on and on. Moon cricket, they make up shit. I ain't never even heard it before. They don't call our people. So where does all this hate come from? Where does all this vitriol come from? Where is it? Where is it in your mind to sit up and 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 do and and wreak havoc in the lives of people who ain't even thinking about you. Who nine times like they just want to live their life. They don't want to have no dealings with you. But what puts it in your mind to wreak havoc on these people? What puts it in your mind to be so demonic and evil toward these people? 
jealousy, and envy. Jealousy, envy, anger, emotions. And that is how they reduce you to two-dimensional beings. And they constantly keep you going because, like I said, they never, like how they said down south back in the day, black, oh, you could be an old so-called black man in your 80s and 90s and you were still a boy. You were still, they still call you boy. You so-called black woman, you could be in your 70s, 80 years old, you still a girl. They still calling you girl. Not miss, not ma'am, not nothing. Boy, girl, they still calling you that. You see? And how they pick it up when they got, they, they got these young rappers and whatnot, uh, the baby, little Wayne, little this, little Kim, uh, uh, young my children. So this is all done purposely because they already said it's only going to be one man here in charge while they are. And that means it's the so-called white man. And so it can't be two men in charge. So they, they feel like they don't say it about the Asian man and the East Indian man. See, because when they say the white man, he means all of them. It means the Caucasians, the Asians, the East Indians, everybody but you so-called black men. Everybody but you. This is a human thing. This is a human thing in which they hate what we are, which is the almond race. This is why they have to make sure they keep you as boys. They have to keep you as babies, boys, little this, little that. They have to keep you that way because that's keeping you within that two-dimensional uh, uh, limitation. That keeps you within a two-dimensional limitation. It keeps you from growing. You see, it keeps you from growing. It keeps you from evolving into men and women, constantly evolving because you will surpass them. You see, their, like I said, their biggest fear is that something will snap in you and you push past the two-dimensional mindset you see, they, this is why they're always afraid when you so-called black people come together, the FBI, the CIA, the police, the local police, and they, they alerting everybody. And y'all could just be getting together to have a gathering and whatever the case may be. Like I said, they, the first thing they think, as soon as y'all get together, what's going on here? What are they doing? Maybe we need to send a spy in there. They don't do that with nobody else. They don't do that with nobody else. Why you? You've been here the longest. Y'all don't bother nobody. You ain't kill nobody, burn nobody. You ain't hang nobody like these Caucasian groups and whatnot. You haven't committed terrorist acts on people on American soil. You so-called black people have not. But why is they so worried? Why do they target you just for coming together, just for being together as a group? You know, why? And it could be you could be sitting up here talking about how much you love white people, and they still don't trust it because the very idea of you coming together the very idea of you coming together means that you are moving out of that two-dimensional state of possession and you are becoming a people. See, because a people cooperate with each other. A people work together. A people are a people who are putting to, people who come together are people who are putting their petty and childish differences aside or put them behind them and realize that we need each other. All of us like minds need each other. See, this is what adult people do. This is how adult people come together. And I'm going to speak about that in Chicago, about the human uh, um, network of power. I'm going to speak about that, the human network of power, and how Caucasians and all the rest of these humans get things done and how they maintain power on Earth. And you're going to logically see where I'm going with this. But it's a network. You see, they're afraid for you to set up your network where y'all cooperate with each other. 
You see, when you cooperating with each other and working together and y'all ain't up here trying to kiss white people asses, you ain't caring about them, you just focus on you, that bothers them. That bothers them because they know when you become a people, you can harness power. You can harness energy. You can start to move forward. See, our people, come, like I said, the humans, when they come together, they, even them, they, they, they garner some sort of power when they come together, the humans. Okay, so can you imagine when the almond come together, when the almond are in cooperation with each other? See, that bothers them. That bothers them. You see, that's why they always send spies in. They start out on the plantation. The slaves down there, they very quiet. What they think, what they plot. And they'll send little children down there, tell them what the slaves talking about because they're scared. They know what they're doing is wrong. They know what they're doing is wrong. So they got to always worry at night. When these niggas going, well, if I wake up and these niggas going to be in my bedroom, they're going to be killing my wife and my children. They just feel it got to be somebody in there, somebody. Because in their mind, they know they couldn't deal with that. They couldn't take that. So they was always in, the, in the fear. They was always in fear. You see, this is why whenever something happened, all them posse up together, they all grabbing their guns. they like, they going to war. They posse up against one of y'all because they're afraid y'all might posse up. They're afraid that y'all might start fighting, hanging people doing the things you did, they did to you. They're afraid that you might strap into doing that. You see? And you're going to push past, because see, they got to frame things in the, in the, in the, in the um, they have to frame things in the confines of the law. Like they're told, they'll say, oh, see, uh, it's okay, it's lawful for us to own a slave. See, it's the law to own a slave, but it's a bunch of white boys who made up the law. I'm not calling them men. White boys Made up the law that you could they could own your people, but what if it was law saying you could own them? You see, what if it was bronze men making that law? What if, what if that what if what if all what if what if it wasn't some Sambo Coon Negroes who wasn't working on line with them two dimensional Negroes who they already whipped mentally who they already whipped their ass into shape mentally to serve them? What if nobody wanted to serve the beast no more? They lose their minds. They would be afraid. You see, just us working together, not even talking about doing nothing to them, that bothers them. Just us working together, just us coming together bothers them. It bothers other races of people as well, but it especially bothers them. What happens when you say, we ain't black no more, we ain't doing that no more? What happens when a mindset is installed in our people that is beyond the two-dimensional frame and, and the two-dimensional image that they work so hard to craft to put you in. The two-dimensional box where you bunch of you bunch of coons and sambos and ass-kissing coons and you niggas love white women and you black females, you want to be bed wenches, y'all worship their image. What happens when that stops? What happens? Hmm. Fear, fear that you are evolving, that you are growing out of the shell that they put you in. Fear, because they know exactly what they did. They know exactly what they was doing. What happens when the program starts to fail? What happens when there's glitches in the system, or i.e. in the matrix that they install? Because trust and know, they've been installing a matrix for you so-called black people. 
the fact that you are black people and you believe that shows you Negroes are in the damn matrix, that you believe you black people, that you came from Africa. The fact that you trust these people and worship their images show that y'all are in the matrix, y'all two-dimensional beings that's trapped in a matrix that they created for you. You see, that proves it. The fact that you're willing to worship their image after everything they did to you and, hell, even get you to worship a recessive uh, image that shows that you fit within that two-dimensional realm and that two-dimensional image that they created for you. See, because this is what they wanted you to be. They wanted you to be a bunch of compliant Negroes, a bunch of compliant Negroes who was okay with getting your ass whooped, with getting your, your, letting your women get raped, letting your children get raped, let them do whatever they want with your children, let them do whatever they want with you men. They, this is what, how they want you to be. They want you to be okay with all of this. They want you to take it in stride. They want you to take it in stride that your women are being bedwinches and whores and sluts for the so-called white man, that your children can be adopted by them and then be um, made to wear dresses and buck broken and be called little niggas and monkeys and things like that. They want you to be okay with that. They want you to be okay with your, your, your young daughters going to the clinic because they're teaching that your daughter's a bunch of little whores and sluts, but then they put out this music and stuff like that to push that image of your daughters. This is what they want to do. They want your daughters in the abortion clinics. They want you with your you black men and women with your sleeves rolled up to get jabbed up and your children. They want you niggas to be compliant. Good two-dimensional coon-ass sambos who are compliant. This is what they wanted you to be. This is the image they cast of you. This is how you fit into their world. This is how they see you as a bunch of dumbass, docile Negroes who follow any that who will follow them. And at the same time, while you are doing that, they just they just really like they really like shaking their head like how simple you are. They really shaking their head at how simple you are. That you take shit from them. That you want to be up under them. They don't even understand that they self. You see? But then again, they do because the ones who sit from the top, the ones who've been programming you, making you more um, um, palatable for their taste, you see. Because, again, that's the type of people they want you to be. They want you so-called black men to be effeminate, you see, weak and effeminate. So they can call, call you niggas whenever they want to, disrespect you whenever they want to, screw your women whenever they want to. Touch your children whenever they want to. Nothing. Nothing. You are to say nothing. This is what they want you to be. You see, when you see you see people like I'm gonna show you show you the lineup and music. Little Richard, right? Prince, Michael Jackson. Three megastars. Three megastars. Three megastars, Sly and the fam- Sly and all these guys from Sly and the Family Stone. These guys, what they have in common is, and it's more of these guys too. But what, ha- what they got, these guys had in common is, they had to look like homosexuals, transbenders, buck broken transbenders, in order to have the white man make them famous. They had to effeminize themselves in order for the white man to feel comfortable enough to make them famous for his daughters to turn around and buy their music, you see, and for his sons and white sons not to want to be like them, you see. 
they had to, you know, like I said, a man, a man who's just strong and singing, the epitome of strength, who's singing and look like a man, they don't like those type of niggas. You see, deep, rich bass to his voice. You see, Teddy Pendergrass, he was a superstar, but, but, and he and he had black women, white women, people. Like I said, but he disturbed Caucasian people. Teddy Pendergrass was disturbing because he had a deep baritone voice, right? He didn't have no. He didn't look like no homosexual, right? So he had a masculine energy. That don't fit within the two-dimensional realm of what white people want you to be. You only allowed to be masculine when you're fighting, when you're playing sports for them. That's the only time they really want you so-called black men to be masculine, come outside the two-dimensional realm. Uh, you know, they let you they let you become a uh, step up and be men when it comes to serving them. In other words, you could be a man and be testosterone driven when you boxing for them. When you playing football for them, when you playing basketball for them, baseball, whatever sport that entertains them, then you can be manly and masculine. But if after, when you off the field, nigga, you still you a boy again. When you off the field, you a boy, nigga. You see, you only could be, and even even when they allowing you to be um, testosterone driven in those sports, even when they allowing that. And they mind you still. We still own you because who own the teams that these guys play for and work with? Who who are the boxing promoters? Who are the people that ultimately benefit? You see, they'll pay you. They'll give you a million dollars, two million, twenty million dollars, but it doesn't matter because they control your image. They control your image. You see, they control your childlike little boy image. They don't think of you as men. They don't. I don't care how much you Negroes could box and fight Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali. They talk about. They don't think of you as men. They think of you as little boys. But like I said, they really still worship your image anyway because see, they wish they had the strength. They wish they had the resolve that you had. So because they can't have it, because they they feel as though you have an edge over them for being good athletes, boxing, playing football, basketball, whatever. You have an edge over them naturally as being a good athlete. What do they have to do with that? Turn around and reduce to, well, nigger, we own, the, we own the team, nigger. We own you, nigger. So you got to go back into the two-dimensional box of possession. Why is it that the owners, the so-called owners of the teams, why do they talk about trading, you know, players back and forth? See, because that's a term I never heard heard before. I don't think that term uh, got popularized until like the 70s, when the 60s and the 70s, when so-called black people got into the league. Prior to that time, I don't I don't think they was ever talking about trading white boys and whatnot when it's white boys in the NBA just playing basketball. They wasn't talking about trading them. They because you know that sounds like some slave shit, and, it, and that's really what it is. That's really what it is. That whole terminology of trading you and you know what I'm saying and, and things like that. Like I said, that's that's people who talking about you like you a possession. They talking about you like you a possession. Like right now, what's going on with this guy Kyrie Irving because he refused to take the jab. They trying to they they mad at him because he won't sit up here and he won't you know obey like a good boy. He won't obey like a good boy. You trying to act like a man off the court, boy. 
what are you doing, Kyrie, trying to act like a man? See, because a man gets to make the decisions and the choice. How the hell are you going to tell a grown-ass man he got to take a jab or a shot? How the hell are you going to tell a grown-ass man that? You see? Why is this even Why is this even front-page news? An athlete don't want to take a vaccine. Why is that even front-page news? So, you know, what it, you know why that is? Because, nigga, how dare you be a man? We didn't tell you. We told you you could be a man on the court and dunk the basketball and, 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 and put it between your legs and all that other stuff. You could have all your testosterone, but, nigga, off the court, you do what we tell you to do. That's really how they feel about it, boy. Boy, what the hell are you doing acting like a man? That's how they feel in the two-dimensional realm. They still see you as servants unto them. That's how they see you. They still see you as beneath them. You see? Because, and the sad thing about it, y'all are beneath them now. A lot of you so-called black men who follow the image of the so-called white man who still want to do like they tell you to do, follow what they follow, you know, lay with they women, be part of it, or you so-called black in the same way, you are beneath them now. You so-called black men who want to put up the image of a white man, whether it be Jesus or anybody to worship, you are beneath them. You are beneath them. Yes, you are. Yes, you have become subhuman. Yes, you have become beneath them. And that's what they have always wanted for you to be anyway, because they can't afford to have you fully awoke. They can't, you know, they can't afford to have you out of your slumber, out of your sleep. They can't afford that. See, they already said who the man is going to be. And they even had you niggas saying that in the 60s, the man. Yeah, you get the man off your back. Y'all calling the white man a man? You calling the white man a man? That's how I said, you know, he'll put words in a lot of these Negroes' mouths, man. Just a program to help, just for him to program the rest of your people. That's why I said a lot of these pro-black, pan-African, black power niggas, and a lot of these guys are a bunch of, they're a bunch of agents for the so-called white man, man. They're a bunch of they they're nothing but a bunch of influences for the for the white man. They're influences, you see, to promote a certain idea in the minds of the other so-called black people. That's all they are, and that idea is always based on you being project being um being uh, uh possessions of theirs. You see, you tell me any other people, because it's only black people who have allowed this. You tell me any other people who have allowed a race, another race of people to dominate them and tell you what your goddamn origin is. You tell me what other race has done that. None, nobody. It's only the black and white dynamic. What other race of people have allowed another race to dominate them, to rape their women, to uh, molest their children, to take their children, what other race? You tell love what their identity is, their nationality, nationality is. What other race is allowed that? The Asians ain't allowed that. The the uh, 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 um the East Indians ain't allowed that. The only ones who've allowed that is you so-called black people. You the only ones that have allowed other races of people to dominate you and tell you who you are. Because I said the whole African thing comes from white people. That whole African dynamic and that belief that we African, the whole out of Africa thing comes from Caucasian. If they would have said we was European, you would you niggas would have been told we European. 
So what other race of people has allowed that to happen but us? But us. Why do these people want to got so much invested in telling your story for you? Because that's what they do. They tell your history, your heritage. They tell your story for you. You see, and they don't want no, they don't want the real story coming out. You see, nobody has ever allowed that. You so-called black people do. You let them do that because you don't know who you are and you still exist as a possession in their mind. See, this is a mental thing. This is a mental thing. Unless you understand it as such, if you don't understand it as a mental thing, as a form of mental programming, then all that black talk, all that black power, black, white, red, black, that's nothing but a program, man, created by them. And all the economic talks, unless you understand this, then all the economic talk, oh, we need to come together, oh, we need, we need more doctors and lawyers and all that BS. Look, man, I told you, you so-called black people are not going to ever get together. That's not in your mental makeup. See, y'all been slaves too long. Y'all still slaves. Y'all still on the two-dimensional level. You're still in the two-dimensional realm, which means your possessions. You're not even a people. In order for you to get together, you have to see yourself as a people. You have to see yourself as a unified people. Y'all do not. You do not. Why? Because you were programmed not to. See, in the in the world of the so-called white man, the 3D world, y'all a bunch of dumb, dumb-ass Negroes that can't cooperate with each other, y'all individuals, you see, because he put that program on y'all to be individuals. He put that on you. You see, he put that on you to be individuals, not to come together, not to work together, because what he did was he'll say, okay, if y'all are all together, then I'm going to kill all of y'all, I'm going to beat all of y'all, and that he put fear in y'all to start being individuals. That was his way of creating individuality amongst the so-called black race. Well, if you niggas is all together, I'm going to kill all of y'all. I'm going to beat all of y'all. A, a promise that he really couldn't do if y'all always going to fight to the death. You see, he got you shook. So by getting you to be shook and not, and you know, and not trust each other, and, he, and then you'll start talking to certain ones. Yeah, you know, if you help me, if you help me keep them in control, I'll make sure you good. I'll make sure you all right. You see? You know why? You know how that, that was going on on the plantation. That's why if you had a rebellion about to take place, the little children were listening. It could be your own children. The white man, to go, they go up there, the white man, get them a little quarter or get them some candy or, you know, whatever the case may be, and they'll come and tell them that's the so-called white man everything. Or he'll get the black female to come down there, and she'll be a spy. You see? She'll beg winch by, beg winch by night, spy by day. You see? So you didn't know who you could trust on the plantation. You didn't know who you could trust. That's how he bred that individuality in our people. You see, that's how they bred that. You see, because if you stood together as a people, like I said, they couldn't enslave you. If y'all stood up as a people together and was willing to fight together, kill together, and risk your lives together, they couldn't have did that. But you have to be a people first. See, you so-called black people, y'all need to stop all of this nonsense about, we're, see, we need to come together. It's always going to be that we need to come, we need to, we need to do this, we need to come together, we need we need more doctors, we need more politicians. We, y'all going to always be needy people because what y'all don't understand, what you will never understand is that you need a reality check. 
you need a nationality. You need to know who you are before you can start talking about we need to come together. There's no we coming together. Y'all not, that's not in your mental script to come together. It's not in the minds of the black people to ever really come together. That's not. It's not. The most y'all ever did was y'all did a few of these marches and whatnot. You go to marches. Notice when the word march is thrown in, it brings black people together to stand together in one place, galvanize them, but then they go right back to doing what they're doing. But the word march gathers or protest gathers you so-called black people. That that gathers you. The march on Washington, the million-man march. Notice the march is reminiscent of what soldiers do, soldiers march. So that terminology clicks in your head on a certain level because y'all supposed to be marching like soldiers together. But that's as far as it goes. After y'all after y'all come together, y'all 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 lost after that. That's why after all those marches took place, nothing happened. Nothing happened after the marches took place because like I said, y'all 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 that was something out of the, that was something out of the out of the script, you know, off the script. That wasn't on script with what the white man programmed you to be. He didn't program y'all to go marching. He didn't program you to go that that was totally off key. So once y'all started doing that, then you start having these Caucasians and, and these uh, Uncle Tom Negroes come in and get involved in the protests and the marching and stuff like that. Or they started it up just to basically have y'all begging white people and going back and forth with white people, these Caucasians. That's what that was about, you see. That's what that was about. They still see you as possessions, and they will try, and like I said, Whenever, whenever you, like you so-called black people, whenever you, you get too uppity, uppity as in leaving your place, moving in an upward position, because that's really what uppity means when they say it. Y'all do know that, right? When they say you uppity niggas or you niggas getting uppity, they mean you getting up and out of your two-dimensional space. You starting to think you on a level with them, think of yourself as people. How dare you do that? How dare you start to be uppity, start getting your up and raising yourself up and out of the place which they put you in that two-dimensional space. They get offended when you do that. That's when they're trying to bring you back down in your place. What are they going to do? The favorite word, that favorite word, one word they use to put you back in your place. After you think you got your white friends, your white boyfriend, your white husband, your white girlfriend, like I said, you get out of your place, you get too uppity with them, you start talking in their face, looking them in their eye, you ain't scared and whatnot, they're going to call you a nigga. They're going to call you a nigga. Because they know that nigga, that word nigga, puts that puts you back in the mindset of being uh, being beneath white people. That's their favorite go-to word. They're gonna call you a nigga. You see, because that word they they that word that word puts you in their mind. That word puts you back in your place and helps you to remember. It's like a cut-on switch in your mind. As soon as a white man call you a nigga, like I said. You already know, like you, you, he, he feel like you know you gonna be hurt. You gonna, you gonna go back into your little space. You gonna go in your little hole. You know what I'm saying? So you already know that. that that's why they ain't afraid of you Negroes no more, because you got too many of you, you so-called blacks, who are willing to be possessions of the so-called white man. You are willing to be that. You are willing possessions. Just give me some money. Just let me live my life. That's why you can get you so-called black men to put dresses on and humiliate yourself. 
can get your black woman to be a bed wench. You see, they stay dipping into the race of our people. They stay dipping into the race of our people. They stay dipping into our race. They stay trying to erase our race because our race makes them nervous. Our race has them on edge. They know eventually our people, uh, a segment of our people are going to wake up. They already know that's coming. That's why they're trying to do what they're doing. They're trying to hurry up in the plan to reduce these niggas on the planet, to reduce these niggas in America, to uh, um, to bring in these other races of people, to uh, um, these Asians and these uh, 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 these people from uh, um, Afghan and Afghanis. They, they bring these people in to displace so-called black people. Because they know your numbers is growing. Where theirs is shrinking, yours is growing. You see? And they make sure they have someone who keeps you firmly planted in your place. They make sure they've reached out to the right donkeys to keep you firmly planted in your two-dimensional space within their world, asking for equality, begging for equality. That is a mentality, a mindset that came from them on how you should be. They feel you should be on your knees. You should be on your knees begging, and they should be standing up tall denying you. You should be on your knees begging, and they should be standing up tall, looking you down, looking down on you, denying you, calling you a nigga, spitting on you, disrespecting you, taking your woman, taking your children, everything. And that don't make y'all mad at all? That don't piss you off? No, it don't piss you off. You know why? Because y'all fit within the two-dimensional world, a 3D world. And see, in a 3D world, you niggas don't get mad at how people, how white people treat you. You don't get mad. You don't want to beat the brakes off them. You don't want to put them to death. You don't want to kill them or hurt them or harm them. You really don't. You really don't. It got to take a lot for you niggas to really flip and put hands on them. It take a lot for y'all to do that. You see, so when you do it, you shock the hell out of them. Because they, you, that, that ain't part of the program. You don't went off script. The Matrix is leaving your head. You don't beat the brakes off of them. They'll get all up in your face. Don't think you're doing that because they, they know you so-called black men got a history of being soft to these goddamn humans, man. That's why they do you the way they do you. That's why they feel comfortable taking your woman, walking around with your woman, your nigga woman, and she ain't, she ain't, no, ain't no loyalty from her. But that's to be expected. That's to be expected. See, because he'll try and raise her up a little bit out of the two-dimensional space so she could be around him and leave you there. He sells to that dream that you could be like a white woman in dark skin. You could be my white, you could be my, you could be my white woman in dark skin. See, that's what's appealing to her. Until the reality has to set in that she get up at him and he'll let her know where she is, you black bitch. We'll be right back.
you know, your base hopes and aspirations and dreams in the world, just know that you, you're nothing but a squirrel in the world of the so-called white man. You're nothing but a squirrel in his world. As long as you remain black people, you will only be squirrels in his world looking for a nut. That's all you are. Y'all a bunch of squirrels in the white man's 3D world looking for a nut. Why? Because y'all not really considered people. You're not going to be considered a people until y'all standing together as a people. That's the only time you're going to be considered a real people. You're not. You're never going to be considered a people as long as you are separated, as long as you are moving as individuals. Nobody sees y'all as a people. You see? You notice this with so-called black people. They don't, we the only people, so-called, I ain't going to say we, Black people are the only people that don't stick together as a people. I told you why that is, because y'all don't know who y'all are. Y'all have no real identity. You see, and this is how you know. This is how you know the whole African thing is not our real identity. Because if it was, it would bring us more. It would it would have more of a galvanizing effect on our people. Because when people learn who and what their true identity is, a, a, a natural brotherhood or sisterhood is going to develop amongst them, and they're going to start to embrace themselves. How long have we been talking this Pan-African stuff and we black people in the African and all this other stuff? It's over, over 40, 50 years now. The Pan-African thing, over 50 years, and it has not galvanized our people in no way, shape, or form. That's why I said when we stood up, we standing up as Mesoamerican and whatnot, it's going to galvanize the chosen few of our people. They're going to, we're going to become a real uh, a, a real nationality, internationality of people. See, because you can't truly be a real people unless you have a real identity. How the hell are you going to be a people when you don't even have an identity? I told you, black is not an identity. African is not an identity. You see, those are not identities. You see, those are not real identities because, again, you can't tell me you African if you can't point to a place in Africa where you come from or where they claim you come from. You see, you can't do that. Now, I should, again, prove prove, prove in point what I'm saying, that when I said that our people are Mesoamerican and that we, you know, are coming together collectively as a people, our own name, our own language, our own flag, our own customs, everything going forward. When I said that, like I said, in, in the Mesoamerican channel, like I said, you ain't see people. There was no hashtags on any of our stuff. You ain't have none of this stuff. And a lot of you so-called black people that's listening to it, y'all with it. A lot of y'all that's sitting to y'all saying y'all with it and whatnot. But we're going to see when it comes time to join the Mesoamerican community. Because we got to be serious about this, man. When it comes time to join the Mesoamerican community, we got to be serious about this. A lot of y'all still got a Negro mentality, a black mentality. But when I brought in the Mesoamerican thing, a lot of people start coming alive to that, man, to that message. They start feeling the life in that message. They start feeling the fullness in that message, a fullness that we never had before. Because when we thought we, when the white man told us we was black people, Negroes, African Americans, Africans, all this nonsense, there was there was still a, some a piece missing from our from our you know. Our makeup from our picture, a piece was still missing, right? A piece was still missing. How you know a piece was still missing is because if that was enough to feed us mentally, we wouldn't have had to go and become Christians and Muslims and Israelites and all this other nonsense that we became, you see, if we didn't have the white man trying to push nonsense down our throats by telling us that we black people and that we African Americans, you see, because that story does nothing but create a bunch of two-dimensional people, who, a bunch of two-dimensional possessions out of our people. The whole 
cargo slave ship thing. They tell you got shipped from one place to another place and whatnot. The whole cargo slave ship thing. That's nothing but people promoting to you that you're nothing but possessions, your cargo. That's why I said you was put on cargo slave ships. Cargo. Possessions. And that is the biggest part of your history is as they tell it. You see, as they tell it. That's the biggest part of your history. That is the you know, Lotus anything where it, it, it appears that you great, they make sure they don't want to talk about that. Anything of any accomplishments that you do, any ancient societies, they'll make you say that they'll say that you had no ancient societies. You was just hanging out in trees and, and swinging on vines and whatnot. So the white man came and put you in slavery. You got a lot of people who believe that. You got a lot of people that believe that. We are not treated as a people that come from society. From real society, we're treated as people who come from damn uh, a, a savage background because that's the idea the white man wanted to create about our people, and he put it out so much in the movies and Tarzan movies and all that. That was nothing but programming. That's nothing but programming. The movies on Africa with booga 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 and booga booga and all that nonsense and and them eating people on there and cooking you and a pile of kind of stupid nonsense. You see. Because they were trying to promote something in you that you're nothing but a bunch of ignorant savages that are possessed by the so-called white man. You see, everything you have belongs to him. You got his names. You got his religions. You got his belief in God and the devil. You see, you got his. You got some of his hopes and dreams and aspirations on a low level. So what exactly belongs to you as black people? What belongs to you? Don't say Africa. Africa don't belong to you. That belongs to the Asians and the Caucasians. That belongs to them. What belongs to you? Now, don't say your names. Your names don't belong to you. Those are slave names. Those are slave names. What belongs to you? Don't say your religion, because if your religion is Islam, Christianity, Judaism, that belongs to other people. That ain't your, Those are not your true ways of life. That's a lie. That is a lie. A big lie. But they'll let you utilize, they'll let you borrow it, they'll let you be black Christians, they'll let you be black Muslims, they'll let you be black, you know, black Israelites or so called Israelites, because like I said, that's nothing to them. All it does is keep you in a state of possession. That's all it does. See, because the big joke that they tell that they that they you know, that they uh, got you that, that that y'all not in on the big joke amongst these Caucasians is that the God in the Bible that you worship, the God in the Bible that they drew the image of, that's really them. That's really them on steroids acting like, you know, they they, they on some on some mystical cloud somewhere. That's really them. That's really their idea of a supreme power, and they want you to believe in that. Some mystical, uh, 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 omnipresent, omnipotent white man. Some mystical, omnipresent, omnipotent white man. You see? But then, then, ever so often, uh, 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 a movie comes along with a white man telling you the truth, like Bruce Almighty, Evan Almighty, where he making the most high to create a so-called black man. He's making him a so-called black man just to mess with your heads even more. You see? Just to mess with your heads even more. And, of course, you know, God gives over the power to a white man. Gives him his, gives the his power. He gives, and and that that was symbolic right there. 
they showed you God, Morgan Freeman, giving uh, Jim Carrey his power. He said, "I'm gonna let you be me. I'm gonna give you my power." That's they really. That was a re, that was they really meant that that you so-called black men gave over your power to the white man. And you see what happened in the movie. He Jim Carrey was wreaking havoc. He was wreaking havoc when he had the power of God. You see that, right? You didn't see that? He was wreaking havoc, doing all kind of degeneracy, right? They that's that's really that's real. They showing you that you gave your power over to the so-called white man. And ever since he's been in power, when he got it from you, he's done nothing but wreak havoc. He's done nothing but wreak havoc. And they showing you right there. So sometimes the truth will come through them, and, but they'll do it in a way where it's supposed to be funny. It's a joke. They'll do it in a way where they're joking, but the truth comes out. You see, because that's what literally happened. Our power was put in their hands, and they've been, and because they got our power, they've been wreaking havoc all over the earth. These humans, these Caucasians, these Asians, these East Indians, they've been wreaking havoc. They was allowed to step into our homelands because all of our, all of their homelands was our homelands before they came out of the caves. So everywhere they are now, we were before they got there. We were all over Europe, Africa, Asia, America, everywhere. At the Serpentine Society, see, they don't want they want to keep on telling you this lie that you know. Okay, I tell you, Mesoamerica is beyond just America. You see, that culture spread everywhere. The same way you got you talking about a culture that's thousands of years old. Empires that are thousands of years old, not hundreds of years old, thousands of years old. People who had an identity. That's your people. You, your people. Our people have lost their identity, but now we're getting it back, or should I say, we're getting it going forward, picking up where they left off. You see, that has to happen in order for us to come out of that two-dimensional space, man. And in order for us to come out of that two-dimensional space, we got to let that black thing go. We got to let all of that go, man. That Negro, that African nonsense, we got to let all that go. He done, the white man, he knew you was all over the damn planet, but he had to reduce you to one damn continent, Africa. He knew you all, he knew all the land masses around here, wherever they at now, you lived at first. He know that. But what did they have to do? They had to reduce you to just Africa, y'all African. I just come from Africa. You never hear them say that about the white man, now do you? You never just say, yeah, well, you just come from Europe. The white man get to come from wherever he want to come from and go to wherever he want to go because he set up in his in y'all minds and in the minds of the world that he, like I said, he is supreme and he could do that. You see, because he don't let nobody set boundaries on him, especially not you so-called black people, especially not you. You set boundaries on yourself because the beast told you to set boundaries on yourself. He told you, hey, you got to be realistic about certain things, you know. Um, when, it's, when it's anything outside the box of what he thinks you should do, that's when he wants to start saying, well, you, know, you should be a little bit more realistic about, you know, your, your, your dreams and ideas. He'll start trying to put doubt in your mind because they always want you to return to your two-dimensional space. They will always want you to return to your two-dimensional space. Beneath them, you see, they do they do not ever want you over them again, because I told you before, their elders and whatnot, the ones who got the libraries and history museums, 
They know the full-on account of our people's time and rulership. They know all of it. They know every last single bit of our time and rulership. And I'm talking about our people, the Mesoamericans. And the Mesoamericans who spread out, and they know about our people's time in Africa and Asia, all over the place when we was in rule, in Europe, well, and, and all that. So they know about our people's time and rulership. And they know about their time where they were possessions. They were in the dark ages as possessions of our people. So they know about that time, and they don't ever want that time to revisit again. They don't ever want to see that again. They don't ever want that to come up. You know, they know. That's why they got to go hard on you. That's why they got to keep the nigger mentality strong over you. They got to keep on poisoning your minds with that garbage they call music. They got to keep doing that. They got to keep the nigger mentality going. You see? That's all this is about. They got to keep you in your place. I'm just doing my I'm just doing my job. What Nick Nolte told Eddie Murphy in 48 hours, I was just doing my job, just keeping you down. I mean, he said that in 48 hours, I'm just doing my job, I'm just keeping you down. Calling him a nigger and everything else, and uh, 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 um, uh, uh, calling him all kind of niggers and uh, 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 watermelon and, and, and all these racial names. Eddie Murphy ain't did nothing to Nick Nolte, but he ended up whipping his ass, you know. But then, of course, they had to like the white boy uh, hit him one last time. He got to get the last one in. Probably in the original script, he, he, Nick Nolte's beating the hell out of him. Eddie Murphy's running up the block. He's like, probably, you know, I'm surprised they let him do that much on beating on the white man and whatnot. So, again, the, even right now, even with this thing, because uh, I, I, I think a lot of this stuff is contrived. This thing with the fight with the guy Tyson Fury. And um, the guy, um, they got Tyson Fury, because that's, that's a made-up name. That's a made-up name. These people are manufacturing. Who names their child Tyson as a first name and last name Fury? These are made-up Caucasians who they're getting niggas now. And I, I, I stand this. I think they're getting they're just making up these white boys and just who to be boxers now, and they're getting some niggas to throw fights and, or get beat up or whatever the case to get a bag and whatnot to basically uh, uh, um, put these white boys on top. Because where did this guy even come from? That he, you could tell he's manufactured. They could have gave him Tyson Fury. They took no, they took Mike Tyson name and put it. See, they need the so-called black man to shine. They took Mike Tyson name and added it to his name as a first name and put Fury behind. It. That's a made-up name, man. These people are all characters. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised that fight was fixed, man. I don't even watch. I don't even say it because they trying. They right now they're at the point of trying to. They trying to exalt the white man again until the gray race can take over. They trying to exalt the image of the white man again. That's all. And basically keep pushing you niggas down into that two-dimensional space, that little nothing, uh, two-dimensional space as possession. They gonna keep on doing that. You see, they gonna keep doing that. When you so-called white, when these so-called white boys come at you black females, like I said, they ain't looking at you as they women. They looking at you as possession because you can't be their women. You can never be their women because their women are what they are. Their women are white. Their women are cave women just like their cave men. You are what your man is and your man is what you are. You can never be their women. Never. But he'll let you think that. But all in reality, he sees you as a possession. You see, that, that's all he really sees you as, because that's all he can see you as, because that's all that's ever been dictated to him, that you are a possession. And if you ever try to act like that, they'll either flip out on you, kill you, or remind you real quick and call you a nigga. That nigga word going to fly out. 
It don't matter if you've been with him. You think you got kids with Tom. You got kids with uh, uh you got kids with uh, 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 uh Jared or or uh, we may Tom or whatever the hell these white boys' names be. It don't matter. They're going to remind you. If you get out of that space as a possession, you're going to get put back in your place as a possession. Take a break, and we'll uh, be right back. No one play.
when we see ourselves as real people, we start to shatter the 3D illusion of the beast. You see, you ever see how he looks? If it's always like if they see so-called black people together, first thing they'll think, oh, maybe it's a church thing. Because they, they'll wonder, they see black people together, and they'll, the first thing they try and figure out, well, what is this? Is this what kind of organization? But when you see white people together, you don't really think nothing of them. We don't think much of them like that, you know. I mean, not not everyday life. You you you'll come up in random in random conversation, like they caught the police officers on tape, which I don't believe none of that was taped on by accident. You just hear them talking about black people and stuff like that because you disturb them. You disturb them because they have a love hate thing for you. They love you in a two-dimensional position of powerlessness, you see, and they love to see you in a state of powerlessness because what really gives a so-called white man his power? What gives him his power? His unity gives him his power. His unity first, his his weapon second. That's why I meant to do that broadcast. I said if white people – if – you know, if white people were going tomorrow, how would black people react? How would they react? Since they say it's the problem, would they? If the, if the white man abdicated rulership right now, would white would black people really want to see him abdicate and leave? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because then that would mean so-called black people would have to be elevated into a people again. You'd have to elevate yourself into a people again, and so-called black people are not ready to do that. They're not ready to elevate themselves into a people. They're not ready to grow up and see themselves as a people unified together as one race, as one mind, one body, and one soul. They're not ready to see themselves be that way. But time demands that you move out of that two-dimensional space of possession, you so-called black people, because you know, the gray race, the human race is being re, re, um, recalibrated as the gray race. And I said this before. I said there's going to be no more two-dimensional anything. Your, your humans are going to be the possessions. The 3D is going to be the state of possession. So that means the 2D is done. 2D is done. The 3D is going to be the stage of, of possession. They're going to be people who are possessed, controlled by the army who are going to be the power. The true power is going to be on earth, and the power of the army will compel them. It will compel them to tell the truth. It will compel them to be tamed, even though a lot of them are going to try to act out. You see, that's going to happen. You see. There was a, a movie this guy was trying to make. I think he made already. How many? Did anybody see that series called Cracker? Where it's, it's supposed to be a, a reversal thing, where the white man is a runaway slave and the black men, the so-called black men, own them, and they chasing them down and stuff like that, and, and I guess they beat his ass and everything else. It's called Cracker, I think. I want to see that. I don't know if it's out yet. I'm, has, is that out yet? Does anybody know about that? You know. I don't know if I don't know I don't know if it's ever going to see the light of day. I know they shot it, but who knows if it's going to see? It. I just want to see. Not you know I don't care about all the black and white things. Like I said before, 
far as mentality go a lot of ways, black people are no different than white people nowadays. But I'm not I'm not really concerned about that. I'm more concerned about how they're gonna try and spin this yet still dealing with the mindset of the two dimensional so called blacks. You see? Right? I just wanna see that. How they're gonna go with that. See, because you gotta keep this in mind, pay attention that you know, they're not really ready to give up that two-dimensional image they got of you. You know what I mean? They're not really ready to give that up. You see? They're not really ready to give. They're not really ready to give that up. You see? They're not really give up that two-dimensional mindset they have of you as being beneath them, seeing you as possessions. Again, it rattles their cage. If they actually knew or they thought that you saw yourself as supreme or better than them, they'd have a heart attack. They, 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 like I said, if you say, like if you right now, if you say so-called black people say, I don't like white people, they, they feel some kind of way about that. Now, it's okay for them to say, we don't like no niggas, we don't like you, but the minute you turn around and say you don't like them, they all start to feel some kind of way about that, even the most racist white person. You say, I don't like you goddamn white people, I don't like you crackers, you devil. I don't like they they feel some kind of way about that. They really do, cause not not from an emotional standpoint, kind of from an emotional standpoint, but more or less from a damn. This nigga, this nigga got about he, he they got about the two dimensional zone. They these niggas really they really hate me and they really would kill me. They, they don't they don't they ain't worshiping my image on no That drives them crazy. They could they could have just slapped you in your face, spit in your face, and everything, and then you turn around and say you don't like white people. They'll say what 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 what, what exactly what problem do you got with white people? They they had the nerve to ask that. Well, why don't you like white people? They'll start to inquire. It'll be the most racist women. You, you, I don't like you goddamn devil. I don't like you goddamn white people. I can't stand you goddamn cave beast. I can't stand white people. That that shit just drives them up the wall. They got finished, just finished calling you a nigga, see, because they programmed it where they can say whatever they want, do whatever they want to you, and it's right. The minute you feel that way, or you don't like, you don't even have to put your hands on them. You just think that way and look down on them, and you disgusted by them. They don't know how to handle that shit. They don't know how to handle that. They become, they start to break down. They get emotional. Why, why do you feel that way? All the racism get put on pause for a minute, and then they'll start to try to ask why you feel that way. They or, or they'll just get so angry and and, and, and conflamic that they say they don't know what to do. Because because they used to think in a certain kind of way. And that way is where they, how, they, how they see you, how they think you're supposed to be. You're supposed to kiss their ass, cater to them, don't talk back to them, listen to them, you believe in what they tell you. And if you think for yourself, oh, it got to be something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. They, they used to call um, so-called black people like that down south. Them the troublemaker niggas. Them niggas are troublemakers. They must not be from around here. Meaning, them niggas ain't programmed. We gotta let you know. That's why they'll round up the clan and the whole bunch of these crackers and whatnot. And they'll come visit you, burn your house down because you ain't acting right. You going against the script. You going against the script. You see. You ain't. You know, and they in they mind, you supposed to take shit from them. And they delusional mind, and y'all been doing it so long. That hey, what else? What else is there to think? You see? What else is there to think? All right? What else is there to think? That in mind, this is a program. This is a program. This is nothing but a program. 
You're supposed to be childlike in their minds. You're supposed to do, take whatever they tell you and want to accept whatever they tell you to accept. You're supposed to be that way. You see, if some, if you're not that way, then something got to be wrong with you. Hell, niggas will say, well, what's wrong with you that you don't accept? The white men, they got niggas so good that they, 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 you get niggas who turn around on you. But why you don't like white people? You ever heard niggas say, well, that's racist. After everything niggas I've been through in this side, I'm going to call y'all niggas because that's how y'all act. You, you, all the stuff black, so-called black people been through in this society, if you don't like white people, a nigga will turn around and check you real fast, especially the nigga woman. She'll check you real fast. Why, why, why are you racist? Why are you so racist? Why you got to be like that? That's how programmed they are. That's how programmed they are. You ain't supposed to, you ain't supposed to be racist. You're supposed to love white people. In their mind, you're supposed to love them and worship the ground they walk on. In, your, in that two-dimensional world, they made you supposed to kiss their ass, the sun rise and set on them. You're supposed to want to take care of their babies. Your women are supposed to be happy when the white men want to have sex with them. Your, your men are supposed to be happy if the white woman want to have sex with them. But, you, of course, you're forbidden. You know what I'm saying? Your, your men got to take shit from the white man, put their head down, or else be scared and walk around f- afraid and whatnot. You see? You see what galvanizing people do, how they can just galvanize together, create a network of fear, because that's all they did. They created a network of fear. That's how tight their network was. You see? We talk about that, Chicago. Talk about that and more. You know? We're going to be in Chicago this Sunday. So come on out. We're going to be in Chicago at the uh, Hyatt. Regency, the address is 5225 South Harper Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, Sunday, October 17th, from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Admission is $25. So we're inviting our people out there, the thinkers. We got some thinkers I know in Chicago's East St. Louis and people in the surrounding areas. We're going to get out. We want to turn out to be pretty good, pretty decent. It's my first time in Chicago. So I'm coming to the Windy City, you know. To spread this intelligence, this higher intelligence, to raise the dead, to raise the no, I ain't gonna raise the dead. I'm gonna raise the sleep ones from amongst the dead. I ain't trying to do nothing for the dead. That's your black race. That's your that's the niggas who my heads are so hard, like you you could literally you like you know you could you could literally put it through a damn brick wall. That's how hard these niggas heads is. They're not trying to hear nothing. Ain't nothing going in. Ain't nothing going out. So just forget them. The bright ones of our people who are in Chicago in the Whitney City, come on out to the um, Public and Mental Health's Bright World Order Conference, Sunday, October 17th at the Higher Regency, 5225 South Harper Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. From 3 p.m. to 7 p.m., admission is $25. Stay at the door. Right? Or you can go You can go to RO. If you want to um, pay for it online, you can go to ROM, ROM, um, dollar sign, dollar sign, ROM, dollar sign, ROM. Gatherings, do, dollar sign ROM gatherings. You could pay there $25. Do, so it's dollar sign like the dollar sign ROM gatherings. Pay your $25 there. Make sure you give your name when you do that. If you're going to do that, make sure you give your name so when the list comes up and whatnot, we know who paid to come in. So if you don't want to you know, pay the cash right there, do it there. We're going to have a really good conference. All right? So because it's all about making our people think. Think beyond the two-dimensional mindset. See, again, like I said, it's no sense in even talking like this 
There's no sense in even talking like this if y'all going to think like this, if you're going to think like two-dimensional slaves, if you're still going to be thinking, thinking of yourselves as possessions. There's no sense in even talking like this because it's only going to go within the minds of certain people. Like I said, we have to be a real community, a real people right now. All that black talk, all that two-dimensional black. See, we got to get together. See, this is why we got to get together. See, this is why we need some more. And see, this is why we got to get. We got to get on code. See, this is why y'all ain't gonna never do that. You're never going to do that. How is the people who? How are people who don't even know what their true identity is? How can they ever really come together? How? How? Please explain to me. How can they really come together? Of people who don't even know that y'all still walking around calling ourselves black people. You still walking around calling, and y'all still ain't figure it out yet. Y'all still in the damn phantom zone, you see? Oh, no, it's not the phantom zone. You're in the dead zone. I'm going to just say the dead zone. You're still calling yourself black people. You still think y'all came from Africa. You still believe in what the white man tells you. You still believe that y'all was in Africa and he brought you over here. That's the two-dimensional mindset they put on you. You're nothing but characters. You're not even real people to them. You're characters. That's why they come up with all of these um, stereotypical things on TV. That's why they always come up with all this simple-minded Sambo Coon shit that y'all see on TV because that's how they really see y'all as a bunch of simple-minded Sambo Coons. And that's how y'all act, like a bunch of simple-minded Sambo Coons. I don't care if it's the rappers, the athletes, the so-called celebrities. They all act like a bunch of simple-ass Coons, man, that love the white man, that love them some white Love them some pale, pale skin. Do whatever with some filthy lucrative. That's it. That's y'all. Y'all nothing but characters. Y'all good. Y'all some good. You some good, loyal, black ass dogs in their world. Let somebody just sit, stand, repeat what I say. Tell your woman to come over here. Buy niggas. See y'all later. Send your woman over here before you go out the door. All of that, man. All right. You got to make it brief. Seven seven zero. Make it brief. Cause I got about to answer these questions. Make it break. All right, I just wanted to tell you, uh, it's a movie like that from the seventies called uh, Brotherhood of Death. You heard of that? Uh, no, no. Well, if you get a chance, I, I know you get into the film Brotherhood of Death, and, and it's about to make uh, the black person or whatever the bright person winning. But I also want to say, uh, yeah, about them uh, trying to impress white people. When white people see uh, any other race, when they see you got some sense or some shit, they kind of have a like, you know, a little wrong with you. And I currently still work a job. And, man, I get through my job every day by by going back at the biggest bosses at the job. Like, they talk shit to me. I tell them I ain't going to take it. They leave me alone. Just straight like that. And like you said, it comes from when you know who you are or when you learn who you are and you stand in your square, it's over with. And that's all I want to say. I just realized that as I got older, I'm 26, I realized, shit, the more, um, you know what's really going on? All these laws, these state laws, all that. It's brother, 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 we, we are long winded. I gotta go, brother. I gotta go. You should have called earlier. All right. Next time. Oh, no, I just woke up. Okay, that's fine. Next time, because I got four minutes. Let me answer these questions. Why are black people nothing but two D characters in the three D world of white people? Because you've allowed yourself to become that. You have allowed yourself to become that because of your sheer, your sheer selfish and, you know, single-minded uh, mentality of just embracing individuality. See, as long as the beast can break you up into many different pieces they, as, a, as an individuals, they can do whatever they want with you, man. Do whatever they want with your image because it ain't like they got to worry about a group or a collective of people having an issue with it. 
because y'all not really seen as a people. Y'all don't think of yourselves that way. You love white people more than you love your own people, man. You Negroes love white people more than you love your own people. So what does that say? I bet you they don't feel that way. Even the ones who claim to love you so much, they ain't going to never love you more than they love their own kind. Who made them this way? The so-called white man made them this way. Through t- through trial, through error, through years, through hundreds, like through years and years of programming, over and over and over again, programming a two-dimensional people, a people who got a slave mentality. And he bred the slave mentality in you, starting back from the plantations, and it still continues to this day. You see? Why are they aware? Because, like I said, they are brought forward to be aware of their place in this space and time, the two dimensionals. Again, a lot of them have no problems with being possession. Are they aware of it? Some of them are. Some of them will say stuff like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a good slave. I'm going to my plant. I'm going to the plantation to get my check. A lot of y'all make jokes about that, but that's really how it is in your mind. Why did this happen? Because you decide to serve the beast, not serve the higher order, which is the Amun, the authority, us. You chose the beast over Amun. That's why. In him you trust. What does this mean in the future? For black people, death as usual. Death within the gray race. They'll try and get you out of there too over time. But that's it. We're going to close out in the name of Amun, by the power of Amun, and Amun we trust, and Amun we thank. And I'm going to continue forward forever. I'm your intellectual Ben Minkari. This has been Mental Egg Radio. See you guys back here tomorrow night uh, at 7.30 for Mesoamerican Radio. No, well, no, I'm sorry. Saturday's Mesoamerican Radio. But I'll see you all Sunday in Chicago. But I'm going to do my regular broadcast tomorrow night at 10. Good night. Oh.